0: Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Recap Show. I'm your host, IBS Jesus. With me is my co-host, Joe Staley. Uh, Matt, <laughs> or should it be Joe Matt-Staley? Um, <laughs> like but, I married him? <laughs> I don't know. Like You're part of the family at this point. Like an honorary Staley. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think of the marriage thing. That's that is kind of weird. I apologize. I apologize. You you would have way better taste than marrying a guy that's indecisive like that. <laughs> I'm never gonna let that go. Actually, but it's no time to joke. People who are not in the playoffs. Let's talk about the people who got eliminated from the playoffs. And luckily, we get to start with the Chiefs. Um, everybody saw that game. Uh, Bengals beat the Chiefs. In Kansas City, not quite the Joe Namath-type win, but still very um, impressive yep. for Joe Bertana and, and the Bengals. Um, first time they're in the Super Bowl, shoot, in what? A, like, the like, 88 season, I believe. Yeah. None of them were born. Then they played no,
1: I, was, I was not alive, so
0: there yeah. you go. Yeah, you were not alive. I was three, but I don't remember it. No. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know how to make sense of this per se. Because I mean, if you didn't catch the game, the um, the Bengals were actually trailing by eleven. Um, more, it was
1: t- twenty-one to three at one point. Well, eleven yeah, at the half, yeah. 11 yeah,
0: eleven at, at the half, half. half. yeah. And, but it was twenty-one to three at, at one point. In, I I mean. The Chiefs just disappear in the second which is weird because they, they usually disappear in the first half, but not in the second half.
1: Right. Normally they uh, come out slow and then it's like, oh, yeah, we're Kansas City and they put 30 on you. And this game, they looked perfect up until really that last play of the first half. And then they were never right from there.
0: And I don't know what. I don't know what was going on with that last play. Um, There's been multiple reports, some saying that Andy Reid um, was convinced to go for it by Patrick Mahomes. And there was an understanding between the two of them that he would throw it into the end zone or throw it away. Right. Quickly. Yeah. But it was what, five seconds left? Five seconds. I mean, that's still rolling the dice. It is,
1: which I obviously, anyone who's listened to the pod, I'm a proponent of being very aggressive on fourth down. If Cincinnati had been in that situation, if they, if you just reversed who had the ball in that situation, kept the score the same, I would have said, go for it. You're down 11 on the road against Kansas city. You got to get the points. You're Kansas city though. Phil go. You're up 14. You're getting the ball to start the second half. I, this is one of the rare times where, and I, this isn't just retrospectively. I said this at the time to people on Facebook, I I, I would have kicked there. I thought that was a weird choice. And yeah, especially you can't, you can't run a play there and not throw to the end zone. You just can't. Why is Tyree kill even unless he's going to be a decoy, which why would you do that?
0: Why is he running a route?
1: That's not in the end zone,
0: but it's yeah. just mismanagement there. I actually did not go back and look at that play, which is funny. I could do that real time. Cause I do have all 22s pulled up, but um I didn't look at that play. I focused on the end of regulation plays, like the end of the uh, sure. fourth quarter plays. But um, I am all for trying to put teams away. I'm a I'm a big believer in putting people away when you get the chance. I'm not a big believer in thinking that you can get a playoff in five seconds. <laughs> just no. just in general, like even if I'm on the goal line, it's just a lot of little variables that could happen. Um, that that five second. Goes pretty quick when you snap the ball too, so it's like you have to have a fade or some kind of quick slant. Which I wouldn't even bother doing that, considering that there's probably congestion in the end zone. So I'm thinking some kind of fade. I don't even know who you would throw a fade to on their team. Maybe Kelsey. Uh, yeah, I guess you were doing yeah, that. Yeah, but, but but other I mean, than so. that, other than that, I'm with you. There should never be a route. In that situation, that doesn't go towards the end zone. It just didn't make any sense. Uh, but you know, the Bengal or the Chiefs, kind of like I said on the uh, "You Got a Minute" fan podcast, they've always had this thing about them since twenty nineteen, where they're up next and they're the new dynasty, but they never earned that. And and I think that slips their mind from time to time. People respected the Patriots and feared them because they earned that shit. Uh, yeah. Just because you beat the Patriots doesn't mean that you're the next team up. Like you have to establish some consistency. Well, and, and
1: to be sure, they never actually beat the Patriots in like the big game because they lost that and that AFC title. And then obviously, yeah. the Patriots just got eliminated by Tennessee the following year. Yeah, but yeah, they are they are supposed to be the heirs to the Patriots throne. And I mean, to me, this just kind of is evidence of how great Bill Belichick is, because if you look his first four years with Brady, Brady was not as good as Patrick Mahomes was not those first four years, no, like not even close. And they won three Super Bowls. And then Andy Reid gets Patrick Mahomes in a league that's built for you to dominate with a quarterback like that and he gets one Super Bowl in the first four years it's still good he's still a really good coach but that shows you the gap where Andy Reid Hall of Fame coach arguably one of the 10 greatest coaches of all time not even close to what Bill Belichick did with Tom Brady in those first four years
0: Yeah, see, and what I'm thinking is it shows that the the Patriots are clearly cheaters because (laughs) they won three Super Bowls with somebody like Tom Brady, who is not as good as Patrick Mahomes. And here's Andy Reid, who can't even win but one Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. I think Spygate—I think it passes the test (laughs) of time here, Okay, Uh, But that's neither here nor there. But you're right. Like, the the Patriots were— a well-run organization top to bottom um, no real weaknesses and and the thing that really made them special is that they maximized the talent that they had everybody was involved um, and they didn't have any um they didn't have any egos really that they couldn't handle and i look and i said egos because i looked at the end of the game and i'm not sure what happened but Patrick Mahomes didn't seem like himself, and people were saying, "Oh, it's because they think he threw the through the game." No, he was locked in Th- Tyreek. <laughs> yeah, he was locked in on Tyreek <laughs> Hill, which is re- just ridiculous.
1: Well, which only happened at the end. He only had yeah. two passes to Tyreek the entire yeah. second half at OT. It was incomplete and intercepted, and so he wasn't honed in on him. And at the end, he was like, "Oh yeah, I got Tyreek. I got to go with him," and it did not go well.
0: Yeah. um... So it just didn't make any sense. And then the, the. The sack at the end of the game was absolutely awful. Oh um, my
1: gosh. Almost yeah, almost lost the game there.
0: Yeah. And and I know um, you know, a lot of people don't follow the IBN handle, but if you follow it on Twitter, uh, if you follow it on Instagram, I'm I'm trying to start posting like little videos that I post in the group on there where I, I show like at the end of the game, the very last play uh before their field goal to tie the game, um, he's got the look. That they typically go for when they see zone with Kelsey kind of sitting in a window and he doesn't throw it. It's like a hesitation, which is again, it's okay. Uh, but when he goes to roll out, there's no reason for him to leave the pocket at that time. There wasn't any real pressure in his face. Mm. But then he creates but they, they
1: rush three until the guy yeah.
0: came at the end who was yeah, and slide. so when the guy comes at the end, people smartly go to fill his spot because he's in a zone that's one less person in the zone, and there's two people that end up coming open that flash open, and he always finds those guys that flashes open and then this I don't know what happened like if he was overthinking it or what but um end of the day, you know, it's rare that we would say this about Mahomes and this chief's team, but the pressure got to him. it really got to him
1: at the end i I definitely think it did I mean. I- they they're clearly just the, at a certain point they start pressing in this game. I mean, after that was the BJ Hill knockdown interception. You know, all of a sudden all you know, I'm not a big momentum guy, but at a certain point when you were unstoppable for one half and now you can't score and the other team's getting all the breaks, yeah, you start to press and things start to go
0: wrong. Yeah, no, uh, um I agree and I'm a big momentum guy. Because uh, <laughs> I've seen it ha- happen, like, and it it's something. It's something about giving people hope that sure. still gets underestimated in this game. And eleven points is two possessions, it's, right? It's if they score, if,
1: if yeah. Eli Apple doesn't make that tackle on Tyreek, and it's eighteen, yeah, I don't. I think the game's over right there. Yep. Yeah,
0: so I'm like. 11, 11 points. Uh, it was a two-point conversion and um and a field goal, or you could do two touchdowns. You know, right? <laughs> so, and they actually ended up getting eleven in the third quarter, and they only got two field. They only got a field goal in the fourth, like which is wild to me. The cheese. Right,
1: the last drive. That's the only time they scored the entire second half in overtime. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So like, I have it pulled up on my phone. Let me get it right here about what the uh, Chiefs' second half. 83 yards, three points, two interceptions on seven drives after halftime. So that's counting the OT. 83 yards. And credit to the Bengals for making adjustments because... I mean, Kansas City, early in the year, we were talking about how the the offense was struggling a bit. Teams had really figured out if you go too high a lot, you can kind of force them into mistakes sometimes. Oh, yeah, no. Week 10 on, best EPA on pass plays with two safeties, Patrick Mahomes. Like, Kansas City adjusted. They figured it out. They were rocking and rolling. I mean, the Bills, a great example. That was the best defense by DVOA this season, and they roasted them. Cincinnati just took it to another level. Dropped eight on almost half their plays in the second half. They just said, we're, we're going to take it to another level. Only rush three. And he like said, Mahomes, you know, I'm not... Obviously, I don't know exactly what happened, but you don't expect him to take four sacks in this game. When a bunch of the time... A lot of those times, they were rushing three, or they bring that last guy late, and he couldn't find anyone. That's where their sacks came from. It wasn't like... A lot of quick beats or blitzes, these are coverage sacks, so credit to get credit to Cincinnati. Um, and Joe Burrow, I mean Tennessee, it seemed like he couldn't escape anything. He was getting sacked every time. This game, they'd grab him, he'd wrestle out, run for 10 yards at a first down. He was phenomenal getting away from sacks in this game.
0: He was he was exceptional uh, exceptional he was exceptional uh he was the playmaker that we uh we've all thought he would be I Remain very concerned every time he tucks the ball to run because he there are times where he just refuses to slide. It's a work in progress. And when we cover the Super Bowl next week, I'm going to mark absolute danger zones where he just needs to abort and get down. Uh, because the team that he plays in the Super Bowl will decapitate him on many levels. (laughs) Von
1: Miller and Aaron Donald, yeah, it's gonna be a problem. On
0: On many levels, they will take his head off if he doesn't get down. But, Joe Burrow is a playmaker, and that's something that you can't teach. And um, I think that, you know, obviously it's really too early to to project where he could end, but as it stands right now, he's pretty damn good, and if you allow him to be comfortable, hell, even if you make him uncomfortable, as long as he's breathing, he's going to find a way to make plays, and I, I think that, you know, If the league isn't fully on notice, he's the next best thing in the league at quarterback, and people need to start respecting him. Uh, Because one of the things that has remained with him that I highlighted when he came out was his processing. He can process just as quick Mm -hmm. as as some of these vets, and that allows him to get rid of the ball a lot of times, which— helps when he's actually under pressure because he's, he's always processing, always analyzing eyes are always downfield, um, always looking to get rid of the ball until the very last second, which can get him in trouble. But that ability to extend plays in the pocket outside the pocket and still make those throws makes him just as dangerous as Josh Allen and uh, some of these other uh, new age quarterbacks that we've got in the league. So, um, they're live. They're live dog in the Super Bowl. Yeah. First, right?
1: three three straight games where it's come down to the very end for them, and they they found a way every single time that you know they they could win it all. And no one's going to look back and say this is one of the great teams or anything. But <laughs> it'll it'll be incredibly impressive. I mean, it already is. This is you know we we'll, we were talking beforehand that we'll probably do our end of season recap after the Super Bowl, but <laughs> I'll tell you right now that this is definitely the team I most underestimated. I thought this was probably a five six win team. Yeah. And they're for in the sure. bowl now. And I was a Joe Burrow believer. I, honestly I didn't think their I thought their defense would be trash. And I didn't believe in Zach Taylor at all. And the defense has proved me wrong. I'm still not entirely sure about Zach Taylor. Uh, they ran the ball on first down sixteen of twenty one times in this game. And eleven of those carries were for three yards or less. Actually, that's just the mixing ones. I think they also had a wide receiver run that also went for three yards or less. So I don't know why he insisted on putting Joe Burrow in constant second and longs, but don't do that against the Rams. Put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands. That would be my advice to Zach Taylor. (laughs) The reverse for Andy Reid. They ran for both running backs, McKinnon and Hilaire, over five yards of carry. you were up two scores for a long time don't be afraid to run there if they especially when they're too high rushing three guys like make it easier on Mahomes but that that's classic Andy Reid forgets about the run game when he's winning classic Zach Taylor or at least from what we've seen through his first 3 years where refuses to just let Joe Burrow cook the way he should
0: yeah and um all the more concerning uh, going forward, because like you said, you you don't want to get in passing downs against the Rams mm-hmm. and enter the 49ers, hey. who found a way to do that at least 85% of the fucking game, as if they didn't know how to play the Rams, if they hadn't already beat them. You know, two times already and played a certain way both times um, and just I don't know, just decide that maybe let's just switch it up just this one time. See how it kind of works. You know, the real issue that I have with this game is that. At, at like maybe two days after the game ended, Jimmy Garoppolo said that he wanted to uh, go to a winning situation. That really made me pretty upset. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I, I said, like I don't think I think oh, the Jimmy. quote was taken out of context. Sure. Like it wasn't a, a slight at the Niners. It was just, you know, if I'm going to get traded, I'd rather right, be traded. Right. To
1: That's what he's trying use, to say. Is uh, I, yeah. I would like to continue to be in a winning situation.
0: Yeah. But the yeah, fact that remains sense. that that he said it, and it was it was that was the headline. And I was like, "This mother, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo holds the Niners back." People, I don't care if you don't see it; it's obvious. I it's mean, so it, is obvious.
1: anyone besides Jeff Garcia contesting that point.
0: There's still people out here who are like, "You're gonna miss Jimmy Garoppolo." I'm not. I'm not. I'm really I mean, if not. If Trey
1: Lance is half as good as we hope he'll be. Yeah. Then no.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to miss Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not. And the only way I'll miss Jimmy Garoppolo is if we get like uh, Tricky Nicky back, Nick Mullins, somebody like that. Somebody that's like a undrafted seventh-round right. pick or something like that. Yeah. starting caliber
1: quarterback. Yeah.
0: If I get a starting caliber quarterback, I'm not going to miss Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and that's it's like not.
1: saying the people who are like, after the golf Stafford trade, Oh, the Rams are going to miss golf. No, (laughs) they're not like if everything goes right, you can win with those guys and credit to Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan for both having reached super bowls with those guys as their QBs. But yeah, those guys, they're, they're never elevating you. It's just the question of, will they hold you back or not? And I mean, the last two weeks, Jimmy was holding San Francisco back they just happened to get the uh, all-time special teams against Green Bay yeah it's
0: I, I mean there's a lot of things I can complain about, and I'm trying not to complain as a fan, but obviously I'm invested as a fan, but taking my fandom out of it, would people please stop punting on fourth and two at midfield yes with 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 <laughs> please. with offenses with offenses that are built on the run like. Call this is what I get annoyed about NFL coaching and why I say sometimes I think we give them too much credit. It's third and two. You're at midfield. You're essentially at four down territory. Why don't you call a play that can get you at that, least is it a, full a back yard. run? Yeah, that at <laughs> least gets you a yard. You call you call it a fullback run on. Uh, was was that the fourth down? No, the, that was, that was the third, th- uh, third and play. two yeah. at the forty five. Yeah. yeah, a fullback run. And not only did you call a fullback run, but you, you pulled Trent Williams and didn't run behind him, which doesn't make any sense. If I'm going to pull Trent Williams and not run behind him, I'm going to run like a toss or something outside. Uh, on the the Rams. The Rams' weakness is that they're so quick off the ball and they get so much penetration that you can have cutback. So outside outside zone, wide zone concepts when you're running against the Rams are pretty effective because Aaron Donald gets a lot of penetration. uh, Von Miller and the other defensive ends are not necessarily known to be edge setters on the run. And their linebackers – while athletic are slow to process running the ball when it's going in opposite, like in different directions. But what makes it easy for this defense is if you're going to run right at them, like yeah. shit. If you're just going to run right at them through, through the through the a gap, I mean, <laughs> you get what you get. And we got. Right. Blown and up. if you're
1: going to run right at them anywhere, do it behind Trent Williams. Do it behind yeah. the best left tackle in the NFL. Like, yeah. And like you said, if you're going to try to trick them by using Williams as some sort of
0: decoy, go all out on it. Yeah, actually try so, to trick them. My my other issue: the Niners played the Rams twice this year. Both times they played them, the tailback or halfback running back, whoever we had in the backfield that wasn't Debo, had at least twenty carries um we were in a game where we were down 17 nothing at the half and he still had over 20 carries we were in a game where we were up most of the game and he had 11 carries and people like well it was hard to run the ball he was getting the yard and carry that did not stop the niners the first two games they kept fucking running it didn't stop them so that's not an excuse in this game either and Part of that is to give the defense a rest. You can't keep going three and out, and thinking that you're going to get stops. Like it's just not going to work that way.
1: I I could go either way on that one because the people who are saying he got a yard of carry, they're not wrong. Like he had a long of nine, and once you remove that, it's like it's eleven yards. I think on ten carries, like it, it was tough sledding. So obviously the Rams intelligently just played a defense where they were daring Jimmy G to beat them, which is, you know, great job, Raheem Moore, because that's absolutely what you should do. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, to me, I just, that fourth and two, that bothers me so much. I actually, I was looking at my uh, Facebook history yesterday, which apparently was the anniversary of the Kansas city, San Francisco Super Bowl, And uh, I think this was probably some point in the third quarter. What I wrote was, if the 49ers may go on to win, but this is exactly why on fourth and short, you go for it rather than kicking a field goal when Pat Mahomes is on the other team. Shanahan's a great play caller, but his conservative nature on fourth downs and poor clock management at the end of the first half may cost his team a championship. Nothing's changed. <laughs> He's still a great play caller who's a consistent coward on fourth downs. And yeah, Matthew Stafford's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's pretty damn good, especially when he's got Cooper Cup and OBJ. You can't just be thinking right there, we're up three, it's all fine. Like, I know the defense has played great, but you've got to be thinking, I need at least three more points, if not another touchdown. And he punts the ball away. The only good thing about that check run was that McVay, I don't know what he was doing with his challenges in this game. But he challenged that there was a fumble on the play. There wasn't. He, that was his last timeout. Like This is one of the worst usages of challenges and timeouts I've seen in a game, in a playoff game, probably ever. And definitely in a game where that guy went on to win. Yeah. So uh, the, but that was the, the, the worst coaching like, I've ever seen. It's just terrible job by McVay, running with the fullback, and then being a coward, or by Shanahan. And then McVay wastes his time out. Like a series of errors, which... Continued actually, like a couple of plays later, when Stafford throws that deep one that just gets dropped. Like, I think didn't Buck call it an interception before the guy dropped it? He's like, "Oh, it's intercepted."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I thought it was going to be intercepted. To, I mean, he literally punted yeah, it too. Uh, everyone in the world thought that was going to be intercepted.
1: <laughs>
0: so, just going back to what you were talking about with just basically two guys tripping over their own feet. Yeah. Two two good coaches
1: for the most part, but yeah. yeah. McVay
0: is not going to get out of this without criticism either. I still have issues with his play calling when they get in the red zone. Like you have to be more aggressive when you have cup Odell, when you had Higby for, for however long he lasted Um, you, you can't, you can't bring Sonny Michelle out and dump the ball off to him on screens and think that's gonna be the way to move the ball down the field or, or get have, seven. Like absolutely. you have to think seven, man. Like that that means everything. The Niners consistently have had issues in the postseason because we don't finish drives. It's not that the, the team necessarily plays bad. They play good enough to win, but at the end of the day, if you don't finish drives, you're only setting yourself up for the inevitable comeback from a better offensive team. It happened to us against Eli Manning. It happened to us against um against Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. it happened to us again against Matthew Stafford. Like those are like the last three Key playoff losses for the Niners. Hell, it happened to us against Joe Flacco, and then when we finally came back, but we weren't finishing drives in the first half. That's when we got down right like, well, so much.
1: At the very end of that game as well, obviously you got yeah. into the red zone and four yeah. couldn't get it done. Four plays. Every every Seattle loss is because of <laughs> not finish drives. I mean,
0: how many at, more times? At least that was a great
1: defense this. where you could really be like, This is like an all-time defense that you didn't yeah, finish but, against, where but, the Rams defense is good, but or, and the Niners defense, both these defenses are good, so I the, but that's all the more reason you have to be aggressive because yes. you have limited opportunities, and no it's frustrating issue. when these
0: coaches don't realize that. Yeah, I have no issue with, with people failing as long as they're not conceding like right, as or, long as or, you're not
1: running QB sneaks on
0: third yeah. and nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it, just give me some effort, man, and and it you know, i I hate to use this term or, or be cliche, but the Rams just seemed like they wanted it more. Like they they when it came down to it, the players, not not McVay, who was still being goofy, but at the end of the day, the players kept getting opportunities and they made the most of what they they could. Like you don't catch that interception tart, you give them a second chance at life, and they they fix it this time. They right. do better. The
1: next play, well, OBJ for like twenty five yards or something.
0: Yeah. So you you just at the end of the day, you know, playmakers got to make plays. We didn't make enough as, as the Niners um, definitely playing with house money made it a lot, lot further than I thought they would. But again, when we were in the playoffs, it was exciting because the defense was playing so well. This was a team good enough to go to the Super Bowl and we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. So another pill to swallow. I'm not necessarily done with Kyle Shanahan, but he is on my short list. Like he's, he he better get a quarterback in there. Um, And if,
1: yeah, I think that's the key question with Kyle Shanahan is part of this conservative play calling in key situations. Is it just because of Jimmy G, or is it inherent to who he is? Because I know, like, you know, Keith, the, the Falcons fan, thinks it's inherent to who Kyle Shanahan is. So we'll we'll see. If Trey Lance is pretty good next year, will that open things up? Will Shanahan be more willing to trust his offense to make the plays when they need to? I mean, that's the upside for you guys is you got this far, and you already got the QB that you wanted. Like, you traded up to number three and then made the conference championship the next year. Like, that's very rare. So we'll see what
0: happens. We didn't want The the fans wanted Justin. The fans wanted Justin Fields. Well, right. We but the, the one that the team wanted. <laughs> Nobody wanted Trey Lance. I don't know if the team wanted uh, uh, Trey Lance either. But <laughs> the front office. Yeah, right. I mean, the if, the, if the we coach took and a the GM. Random they poll, like a, uh, an anonymous poll. Yeah. If an anonymous poll. Um of uh, 49 players and asked them, you know, would they rather have Trey Lance or Justin Wait, Fields this before the draft? Bet you a lot of people. Now I said if you did, oh, bet you, you did, a lot okay. of people would have Justin Fields because nope, because nobody has seen Trey Lance play. No, nobody I mean, has seen him play. I mean, you <laughs> and I, the the one pre draft
1: pod we did do was on the QBs, and we both said Justin yeah. Fields was our number two QB. So yeah, you know, I, I I'm with you, but.
0: He's talented. We'll see. we'll see. Yeah, we we will see. We will see. And I mean, excuse my pessimism, but we we did this with Kaepernick, and we saw, and I still didn't get a Super Bowl. I just won a Super Bowl. That's all. I don't care who at <laughs> this point. Just give me a Super Bowl, <laughs> God, leave man. It's, it's, I'm just destined as a sports fan. I'm just destined to have the teams that I cheer for be good enough, but not quite. But the brains got over the hump, so I was optimistic oh, yeah. that the Niners you would do it. Got one there. Yeah. yeah,
1: it might not be the one you wanted ultimately, but you got yeah. one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was still good. It was, good. but just in our group, nobody really watches baseball, so it's not the same as gloating. Like, but even though I would have had 150 messages of "of ah, y'all suck," nobody actually watches baseball. <laughs> it would have been different with football because I know a lot of people watch that. Um, but. Super Bowl we got the Rams we got the Bengals next week we'll we'll break it down um be on the lookout because once I get access to the to the handle here, I'm going to be trying to post some videos on like just little random things like, hey, the Rams can do this to exploit this from the uh, from the Bengals. Primarily focusing on the line because I think that's where the biggest advantage for the uh, Rams is, obviously with Aaron Donald, Von Miller up front. The Bengals offensive line is absolutely atrocious, um, and then and what I'm assuming is going to be Ramsey falling chase around. Although I'm not sure if he's necessarily shadow wide receiver ones the entire time. I think he just plays one half of the, up on on run support from time to time but i'll try to find different packages where he's you know moving around and things like that to try to show try to show people the nuances of the of the rams defense as well as some of the nuances of the Bengals offense because it's not like they they don't have weapons either like higgins no. can ball Boyd can ball Mixon can ball right Higgins was really
1: the key guy
0: yeah and obviously we know about jamar chase while they mostly contain chase yep and we know about Jamar Chase, so um, there's definitely playmakers on both sides of the ball, and we'll, we'll talk about that. And then, obviously, we'll do some props because everybody likes a uh, a Absolutely. good sports prop on the Super Bowl. Um, I heard there was a country singer doing the um, doing the uh, oh, national, national anthem, anthem, which makes me think over because anybody doing country or soul usually holds their notes pretty long. So I have to take a look and see. Last year, last year, there was a prop on whether uh, Demi Lovato would in a rehab within the first six months after the Super Bowl. Isn't that Jesus. awful? <laughs> and it was it was five to one. I put 20 dollars on it. Oh, see, so the, <laughs> the only way I could
1: ever bet that with any conscience would be betting that she would not end up in rehab. I could, oh, could no. never put money on someone going to rehab.
0: Man, nah, man. It's, now she's what? Like she sings the ghost or whatever. Like she's she's definitely weird. Probably, might actually still be on drugs, but the six months has expired, unfortunately, so I didn't win my bet. Didn't cash oh, that one. God. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll have that. The Gatorade color bet is also oh, another popular yeah. one. And then, um, you know, Will Donald Trump appear in a, in a commercial? Things like that always oh pop my up. Gosh. And then uh, some of the better ones are the cross sport bets uh, where they mm. mix like golf, soccer, basketball, college basketball into um, the football as well. And uh, I'm pretty sure there'll be some halftime show bets uh, with Snoop Dogg and, and so forth. So a lot of opportunity there. Uh, just had two games this week. Follow the handle on Twitter at IBN. Follow the handle on Instagram at IBN. Um, I don't know if Joe has a handle. He's probably too cool for Twitter or anything like that. I, I, I do have
1: Twitter, although a lot, a lot of it ends up being politics. So you uh, may not want to follow.
0: Don't it. don't follow Joe. Don't follow <laughs> Joe. And then if you want to know what I'm thinking, just follow the IBN handle because I'll use that. My, my personal Twitter is is pretty nerdy. It's not politics. It's just video games. So, <laughs> all right, man. Um, you got anything you want to plug or, or whatnot?
1: Uh, no, just, you know, li- listen to all the pods. And uh, hopefully uh, the NFL will hire some black coaches soon. We'll uh, see what happens. Yeah. Doug, Doug no, Peterson no. it's the latest guy who just got hired. Um, I will say smart move Byron left, not taking that job yeah. and being stuck with Trent Balky. Like, yeah, but we've seen too, too often. Black coaches will take the job and it's so bad that they never had a chance. So I appreciate that. He at
0: least had the intelligence to avoid that, but yeah, yeah see. Yeah. And I was going to say um, I've got plenty of, firsthand information on Trent Balky and how he runs a team. So, um, and you guys will be surprised. I'm going to apologize to Jim Harbaugh, just not on air. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to actually wait until after black history month is done before I apologize, but I, I am going to give him an apology because Trent bulky definitely um, had a few of us as fans throwing him under the bus and it wasn't right. Uh, also, if you were looking for us to talk about Brian Flores, I only left out cause I just wanted this to be about, you know, the, the game. Yes. Actually- uh, but when, when we get more details and obviously when the, um, litigation happens and so forth, we'll definitely have, uh, pods on it. Uh, if you want to know my thoughts on it, uh, just check out the, you got a minute fan podcast. Um, we usually post that on our, um, on our Spotify and our, um, iTunes so check that out um and it's Definitely. literally the, the first 11 minutes so you don't even have to do a lot <laughs> of scrolling you you just turn it on there. yep You turn it on, listen to the first 11 minutes, and it's uh, me and our commissioner, uh, R.C. Carlton's thoughts on it, and I have a pretty good rant on the Rooney Rule and my perception of uh, the Flores situation. So um, if you're looking for more details, just wait. We'll get there. Uh, So next week, Super Bowl preview and some gambling. Stay out of of, uh, Demi Lovato's living room. With the ghosts, <laughs> and if they have props like that, I'm 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 bringing out all stops, man, for props. So you better be ready. Oh my gosh, I'll I'll comb through the list. Okay, all right. all right, we'll catch you guys next week.